0: Jeffrey Group and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage. Yes, the Rhonda Monet. And when I say, help me Rhonda, yes, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys at her restaurant when she was serving him, looked up, said, oh, you're Rhonda, I have to do it. And she said, do you need, Brian Wilson from Beach Boys said, help me Rhonda, help, help me. (laughs) Rhonda, so, whether you're a first time home buyer or simply making a move, give yourself a distinct advantage in this fierce and competitive market. Put a winning team behind you, the Jeffrey Group of America, Integrity, and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage, join to make sure you land your dream home. Their passion for going the extra mile shows from the first phone call to the day you're handed the keys. They've taken an incredibly complex process and made it simple and transparent. Call Jeffrey Cavanaugh at 734-306-9027 today and take the first step to your new front door. Gold Star Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender and MLS number 3446.
1: What's up? What's up? You hear Grinder? It must be time. Grind time with Darren McCarty. Yes, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion, your host of Grind Time. Darren McCarty here with episode 57 and as usual... Joined by my co host, Perry Vellucci, producer Mike McCool and the god dog seat. What's up, McCool? What up, fellas? Uh, thanks to Corey sitting in for Andy who's got diarrhea. We'll get into that later. Check out the website. Uh, Angela, and Steve as always. But as you can see, I call this when Perry gets kicked out of his chair, I call it the big dude switch cuz oh, we got to get when we got the big dude and this is one of the biggest dudes I know. Um happy to call him a good friend, get to know him a lot more. It's funny we didn't know each other when we played, but uh Um, I guess admired each other's uh, craft from afar, and now get to know him, uh, love the guy. So TJ Lang, brother rice product, that should be enough said, but Eastern Eastern Michigan Michigan. grad, even better. They build some great linemen. Actually, uh, there's a kid that does stretch zone where I does comes in after me. He's uh, trying to get some spots, but he, you know, you know, I forget his name, I apologize. (laughs) It (laughs) happens. But anyway, and then uh, Super Bowl (laughs) champion on the, um, because I can say that because you were a champion, I'm talking the past tense, but I'm not talking about the stupid. I can't say big game happening, right? The yeah. last game of the year that no, they I hand out the big trophy, you champion. are, man, yeah. And you know? for yeah. Detroit line, and obviously, you know the. Here's the thing too with, with TJ and, and coming to his career. With my opinion, obviously being injured and stuff, the body breaks down. And mm. and how old are you now?
2: 32. So
1: it's, you know, it's, you got it your whole like life ahead of you. <laughs> Feel like 60, exactly. Hey, <laughs> sure, bro, you know what? I'll tell you this. So yeah, trust me, it will get better. Yeah. You know, as far as just if you're aware, aware what, what it is, because I know, um, you know, I know that you're involved. I know you still skate hockey. Yeah. I just gave you a weapon the other day. I did a, gave yeah. you a new stick because you couldn't find one that's tall enough. And I thank you again, uh for uh, coming to the fish fiasco, but um, I'm going to start because um, you're a family man and not an athlete and stuff, and Mm. um, shout-out memory, you know, my boy Dan O'Connor, who, you know, passed away, I don't even know, about a month ago, but um, all of a sudden, Kobe Bryant uh, passing away. Then last night, uh, I want to say deepest condolences, I got uh, Drapes' banner up today in 97-98 for Mr. Tom O'Neill, who's Julie Draper's... Father uh, passed away this weekend. Tom was a good old Irishman that loved the grind line, loved talking hockey with him, and, um, you know, can can remember a lot, you know, there's surrogate parents, and especially in the sports world that you grow up around, and, uh, you know, they were one of it. So I know we've all been through losses, and, and it just it seems that they're piling up as of late. You know, I touched to Kobe Bryant because... You know the the listening to people talk and whatever to me when it hit me was like, it's a reality check that uh, we don't know when the expiration date is. Mm-hmm. That it does and it can happen to anybody because yeah. we're used to it. I you know if somebody who's less fortunate or somebody who's in an addiction or somebody that is fighting you know, against it or, or I don't know, I don't, I don't like to say lower, but struggling or doesn't have it all and doesn't do it to themselves, right? It's not Antonio Brown going berserk and f- hopefully finally getting help. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's just something that just, life happens. It's tragedy, yeah. And, and the biggest thing, and here's my question to you as 32 years old and your father, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, your son...
2: Yep, two sons. My oldest eight. Yeah, and I do have one daughter. My middle is a four, and then baby but, but, boy son. And but we can all relate here as strikes parents. You hard. Yeah,
1: and just the fact that you know the the you know the solace is, is that hey, dude, at least they, those two are together, and it'd be a lot. Imagine if it was just like the plane full of, or a helicopter full of the players. You yeah, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there's always different ways to look at it, but yeah. the perspective I think as losing an icon that younger, because that's more to your... Can you uh, not only talk about it as an athlete, but talk about it as sort of growing up as, you know, somebody that was, uh, you know, born in the 80s?
2: Yeah. I think it's tough any time... I think everybody, you know, you have these people in your life that you look at that are great people and leaders, and they mean a lot to you, and they seem... I'm not saying Kobe Bryant was that for me personally, but they seem to you, they, they have this bit of invincibility.
1: Right. I can, I, I'll re- I can relate to it because I see a lot of redemption and I see yeah. a lot of action. I see a lot of talk, and, but a lot of action moving forward from the from what happened in Colorado in '03. I think there's different, if you look at me, yes, there's different Darren McCarty's. That's not the, I think what we saw in the past being a father-in-law is the real Kobe Bryant person. Yeah. Right, as grind time with Darren McCarty. He's a real Darren McCarty person as opposed to TJ. You know, now you get to, you know, get to find out more of, you know, to be the father, to find out if, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the going nuts and stuff yeah. like that, some of the outtakes. But now you get to explore different things that you want to do, but you realize you're more than just a football player.
2: Yeah, no, and I think that's... uh it's kind of a back-to-reality kind of moment, you know, and I think the thing that was the most sad about the news uh, with Kobe was, you know, I, I was I was with my kids that day, we went out to lunch, we were actually just pulled up to a bowling alley about to go spend the Sunday afternoon to go bowl, nice. and right when I parked, I read the, you know, I, I got the tweet, and I'm like, what What the hell is good, there's no, no way, you know, and... Uh-huh. I was never a huge basketball fan. I was never a huge Lakers fan or Kobe fan, but you appreciate what the guy did for the game. And <coughs> I think the news that, I think the heart, I was trying to, the, the rest of the afternoon, I was trying to figure out why I felt the way I did, you know, and I think it was the fact that you look at these people that to you may seem invincible. And I think for me, I go back to, January 2012, just a little over eight years ago, my dad passed away, right. and my dad was one of my heroes. My dad was one of those guys I looked at that that'll never happen to my dad, you know, and when it does happen, it just shakes you to your core. Reality you check. know, It's a reality check that, like you said earlier, you never know when the end is coming, and I think that was the hardest thing for me was <laughs> this can happen to anybody, you know. It's a, it's an extreme chat tragedy, and but the, the hardest part I took about it was his family and how they must yeah. be feeling, you know, with a guy now who has, you know, a father now and myself who has three kids and, and, a, and a wife. And um, that was the thing I thought about the most. And it was just the hardest question I, I think that I had was why, you know, right. why this isn't supposed to happen, you know. Kobe just got done playing and, you know, whatever happened in his past, I mean, he's overcome so many stuff. Every report you read about the guy about – Taking his daughters to all their games and being a family man and, and dedicating himself to being a, uh, his second profession, being a full time father, which I've just been going through the past that, year. That, you but, know, but like uh, I've but invested cannot, in that. You have that
1: appreciation. You because, do, yeah, because of and and we're gonna talk um, the big game thingy, bajiggy. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco because I got the some great football, Ball, yeah,
2: g- yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, great football
3: questions. <laughs> the, the Rotter Boy Bourbon right? yeah. yeah.
1: Bowl, <laughs> but this that's the reality because of the re- relate. I think more is Kobe not the Kobe, the human being, and the person as opposed to the player, yeah, had mortality instead of immortality, yeah, right, you know what I'm saying. And somebody brought up this great point. And I don't know if it's a great point, but it, it's a poignant point. And it's that some of the the people are, it seems that are taken away because they have to be immortalized.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and then because maybe the message speaks louder because you can continue with the what would they have done. Because yeah. that's the un, unknown. So that can almost make it bigger. In the end, but I, yeah. you know, that's the and that's the true question is is why does it happen? But the realization is that can it can, so that goes back to live every day to your fullest. And yeah, you know, that's why that's why it's communications, trust, surround yourself with people that you can be yourself, keep your intentions pure, and and it's not right or wrong. And and however people mourn is uh their mourning.
3: So well, it's uh, more
2: of a gut check than anything, I think. I you think know, that's a great it's thing. kind of a reminder that.
3: And that's, that's what I want to go uh, on. You know? um, I talked with my mom about this. My mom's a counselor, and she does grievance counseling. Mm-hmm. And, Hi, Judy. And she, uh, she, she, you know, uh, she's a big sports fan, followed Kobe and all that. And she said what she was prized is how much he meant to the world as right. a whole. Yeah. He was you know, being the position he was. Um, and I think in one of the things you just said, she said, what this type of incident does is creates everybody to take a look at themselves. Yeah. If it happened to him—
2: you, you focus me. on your own moral,
3: yep. mortality. Yep. Um, you know, and the other thing she said is is really, you know, the, the Lakers canceled their game tonight. Mm-hmm. And she said that's a good thing. They're, they're still processing it. Yeah. So you need to process it and talk about it. Don't bury your feelings. Yeah. Find the people. Find your comfort. Everybody, you know, you need to share. You talk and, about it. It doesn't matter and, what. It,
1: the, it, you own your, enjoy your And this is more about. than yeah. just,
3: just, if it, you know, a Kobe and that. I mean, everybody, unfortunately, we have deaths all around with your dad and
2: You know, and and, and family in that, and it's just something to carry on. Yeah, and I can't imagine how hard, I mean, even that Sunday afternoon when a lot of teams kept playing, I'm not going to bash the NBA and say they should have canceled the games, but you could see how affected those guys were. And and most of those guys probably never met Kobe. Most of them probably, you know, never never talked to him. Right. But he was an inspiration to every single one of those guys. He was a hero to one of them to say, Kobe did it. Kobe came from, you know, here. Kobe got to this level. That's an inspiration for was me. there anybody... It's a hero to those guys, and absolutely, those guys had to be affected. It had to be had to be extremely tough for them to go play. Well, oh, I think absolutely. what the Lakers did, canceling the game, is the right thing to do.
1: You mentioned yeah. that you had that feeling with your dad. Was there any other athlete that you could think maybe growing up or something that you had that connection with?
2: Um, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about this a little earlier in the week. Uh, um and thankfully, there were no fatalities. But I can clearly remember um, being in my bedroom with a couple guys playing. You know, when I was a kid, and watching the news about the Constantino. Family. Yeah,
1: that's the closest, as far as you know, except it was. Yeah. My biggest thing too. That was, affected is me it, is so I much. had this sinking feeling about the Kobe. Because about that it was one of his kids was in there and that's mm-hmm. what he was doing because it was a Sunday and because he always did. And, and and here's a good point. Anybody knows my boy Aaron, to explain to him that anybody who's not a... Well, Kobe Bryant, uh, a helicopter was like a car. He flew everywhere. He'd been yeah. doing it all his career. It's nothing new. And from what I hear coming out, and we'll hear later, but because of the fog that had just rolled in hard yeah. and, and hopefully it was over with. And like I said, that's... Uh, you know, a tragedy, but uh, we got to cover it as we always do here with grind time and Darren mm-hmm. McCarty. Thanks for getting deep, TJ. Now let's change gears. Going nuts. Now tell <laughs> me about going nuts and uh, going your nuts. little, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because you're a perfect
1: guy. You know, to, to going
0: nuts.
2: Going when, nuts. Th- man. This was
1: yeah. uh, T. You got in a TV show and do some. Yeah.
2: What kind of nuts and, are we talking about? This cars nuts, man. And, okay. And Michigan Company headquarters in uh, Madison Heights michigan i believe uh, i don't want to talk over it obviously this was the last episode with you know showing staff it around so the whole thing That's basically was um yeah. yeah we can do it <laughs> I was just retired. I was trying to find to something it? to do. I'm trying yeah, to find guys. Guy
3: <laughs> take around different places, find out uh,
2: some new hobbies, basically so. trying to keep it busy a little bit. We had a lot <laughs> of fun got, with this one. Right? You can't That opening scene alone took us probably... Yeah, huge nuts. But here's the thing why I love...
1: But I love this. So talk about, you know, not only talking about nuts because you're a bunch of two little like kids and stuff but when you're doing this is because this is the fun part for us or as a lineman but talk about because i well, think that guys, sometimes people, to people to don't get to see
2: TJ. the, the real person behind the scene yeah so I, who's this i that's so that's tj hawkinson that's hot oh, oh, so the first so you gotta
1: mess with the kids right? so the first you better uh, you uh, better uh, screw you with the these so youngsters. the
2: last two years we did a show on the lions website right. called talking with John, tj where i'd interview John, a teammate And uh, obviously, I was retired this year, so the opening episode was Uh, they were going to carry on the talking with TJ tradition, but they were going to use Hawkinson instead of me. I don't don't know how surprising it was to him. I think he knew something was up when he saw me on set. Ready? there's my beautiful Dominic, three oh, three. Three. That's so little Dominic. Leah. Okay, all right, go on. She's right. the princess. So right here, oh, we got dude. a face. Don't worry about that. Try to teach her about <laughs> some complicated <laughs> blitzes <laughs> coming <laughs> from <laughs> the, def- <laughs> the defense. Is in one. That's now, like, is this right? something that <laughs> she's <laughs> going <gonna laughs> <copy laughs> <from laughs> <the> <laughs> to so copy out before Perry can copy on that? You know what? She might. I don't know. She's a smart girl. She's a little, she's a comedian, too, man. Is she? It's funny, yeah. Isn't it funny how all the kids are different and stuff? It is. But that show was great, man, and, like, you said i think um 2000 i think 17 i did the show talking with TJ the last episode i interviewed Matt Stafford and i had so many people come up to me and say just like how refreshing that was because they've never seen that side of him. Well, they've they never seen him having it. fun and just opening up and just having fun. And I think that, for me, was a compliment because I, I've always got along with all of my teammates. I've always had a good chemistry to where I can make them open up a little bit and talk about themselves and kind of show a sense of humor that they have that they might not show in the public. As
1: much as serious. Right, and, and, and it's
2: me. not a serious you know sit-down interview. And I said, by design, I don't want it to be that. I want to have no, fun. Absolutely. I want to quiz these guys. I want to joke around i want to I, right. want, I want the audience to learn something about my teammates that they don't already know right and i think that the point got across and um we did the one with stafford at the end of the year and uh i think when we both left we filmed for about two or three hours but when we both left we just looked at each other and he went through a lot last year oh, and man. me obviously being retired we looked at each other and just kind of said uh I haven't laughed like that in a long time, man. I needed that, you know. Oh, and, I yes. think, and I think, I you think, know. I think for him to say that was just like because he zone. went through a lot with his yeah. injuries and or missing his time, wife. and his so, and his yeah. wife. I mean, like forget through. about the injuries, forget about yeah, all that. I mean,
1: the, just the family and the wife and being. Yeah, you know, you could Everything lose your wife. He's gone gone be
0: the, imagine losing
1: your wife and being the only parent. I mean, like those are the the, the truth of the content. Yeah, and it's and scary, but I love it because that's. To, and i see that and it's like oh of course i love to see the way it is because i understand and and staffords and stevie are a lot alike in the fact you don't really get to see unless they show yeah. you even though even though they're both they're different in the other way mm-hmm. so when you can get to everybody know see yeah see, see is the, that like, because yeah. they'll show it's you normal that. guys
2: just like you and me right no,
1: and i love that so, uh, before we get into the football, the, the, the Houston Astros uh, scandal, whatever, <laughs> <for> Major League <laughs> Baseball drums, <laughs>
3: whistle, uh, Astros, uh, Boston, yeah.
1: all that, you know, to uh, oh, yeah. you know, getting busted, the Red Sox, you know, the, everything's going down. They fired. The, the manager general manager the owner of Houston sounds like he's a star then JV comes out and doesn't help his own case
2: by. Yeah, he kind of put his own foot in his mouth well, the, a little dude, bit
1: that just goes to show you like that's a level of arrogance or or not understanding that's yeah. the, like I look at JV and Aaron Rodgers the same way but like Aaron knows where to draw the line as yeah. far as like he might go to you and me and say dude, you know like Fair like that and then, then it would be the, t- the joke right like if you're saying if he's Said before he's going out to get his award. He said, "What I should say is
2: right." Is it, and then yeah, too early. This was too not, It was major. I'd be like, T-J, "Too early." Yeah, <laughs> but it was like, like yeah. <laughs> and he didn't see the difference Serving. What did uh?
1: What do you? Because I oh, to me, man. what pisses me off is it. It just takes like now. It's like baseball's like a video game. Yeah, it, it it's it's not real anymore.
2: No, and that's exactly no one did, they don't
1: take themselves seriously. So how are we supposed?
2: To? That's the that's the same reaction I had was. The punishments were harsh. I I don't think they were harsh enough though. Oh, absolutely not. No accountability. accountability. I know there's probably other teams that are doing it or probably doing something to try to find a way to win. But when when it when it goes that
3: crosses line, when it goes
2: that deep, the problem I have is that it made it made so many other players look bad and probably lose money because you look at guys who who competed in 2017 <laughs> 18 playoffs that go pitch it out Houston and get lit up. Freddie and Freeman. Their whole, it's it's you're talking Kershaw. Fred, Kershaw. No, Freddie <laughs> yeah. Freeman. You're talking...
1: first, Freddie Freeman, first baseman, All Star for the Atlanta Braves, said that a close friend of his wouldn't name him, but what a pitcher retired after getting blown out by Houston. Yeah, and it's a legacy, no. man. So, so it's deeper than that. When they're trying to cut it off at, they're trying to cut it off at the roots before. You know, it reminds me of a lot of different, you know, truths that have proven to be, you know, yeah. had over yeah. time. It's, it's, it's such it's a like psychological
3: cannabis. game, too. I mean, that like, cold, shit gets 100%. in your head. You get lit up like that. Exactly. You thinking you're you're throwing your best stuff, and you still get lit up. I mean that's going to get you That's every, like that that be like
1: you you know every game moving gets, forward uh, a half a second start and they don't call a false start yeah. at all like dude that's got to be the thing that But, but that's me off. I
2: mean for me it's like what do I think about what do you think about when you think of Clayton Kershaw's legacy Good right, pitcher, couldn't, guy the, couldn't, couldn't get it done a, in the big couldn't game. get the title, you know? and
1: <laughs> you know why? Because he had Kabuki and everything else, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bu,
2: Kabuki, and he was I lights need, out on. at Dodger Can't Stadium. Hey, and JV that, couldn't
3: know? get it done until all of a sudden he gets right. A power and of the that. thing that I
2: the thing that I compare it to is being an NFL player. You have a lot of stereotypes of guys, HGH, steroids, doing all this shit that is supposed to be illegal. I was always one of the guys. I you know what? Test for steroids every goddamn day because if you can take. Ten percent of the guys out. Now I don't know anybody who's ever done it, but if there are guys doing it, you take ten percent of these guys out that are beating me, fuck, man. That's 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 affecting my legacy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. if I'm getting beat by a guy who's cheating the game and taking shortcuts, that pisses me off, man. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing and we talk about J V He's been such a he's such a big proponent of guy who he bitches about the juice, baseballs, and the home runs. He bitches about team signing, no, uh, domestic ba- violence abusers. But when his own team does it and he benefits from it, he's fucking silent and he uh-huh. doesn't say a goddamn word about it. Or when he and does that's just where and he makes the you know, worst jokes. Exactly. At the and for me, time. it's kind of it's kind of like you know what, man, it's hard to believe in anything you want to stand up for anymore because you've talked about three or four major things in your career and bitching about stuff and cheating and blah blah right, blah, right. whatever it is. But when it benefits you, you don't say a word. That's and you make right. jokes mm-hmm. about it. Come on, man. You know we're not gonna can't have it both ways, man. It's credibility
3: shot. It's shot, man. It's yeah. it's
2: absolutely shot. It's it's and it's it, it it's sad because I was my a huge JV fan. On a good way on him. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's I think what I'm saying. That's, yeah. I was a huge fan of his. I I you know he's still an incredible player, but you know he what? directly benefited <laughs> off of a team who was doing things the wrong way and they were blatantly cheating to try to win a title. And, and they one. and they got one and he got a ring. And he goes out for his uh, And you knew about it, and, and you didn't say anything like that. And it's like, come on, man, you know? You know what I've been seeing? It's tough to swallow. <laughs> Everybody's, uh,
3: and then I'm seeing everybody jumping on the Pete Rose bandwagon. Get him in the Hall of Fame now. They're like, well, if this is all they're doing to Houston,
2: yeah, no, why is no, it Pete but, Rose but, in the Hall but, of, but of but Fame
3: then? Because yeah. then it's and
1: like a anyways, we'll see how that plays <laughs> out. Join, uh, hey, join baseball mainly. Uh, you can catch on NRM uh, Streamcast. Jess Monticello. Corey the Gergen. Uh, yeah. And Ian Beds or uh, <laughs> Ethan Ethan Perlman, uh, check it out. Mainly baseball. Mainly they just talk baseball, and it's.
3: Really I want to cool. be on that show. No.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't right. know but, shit well, about cool. I can get you in on that, anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right, task at hand. Wouldn't be for me. Big bull bushba bash Sunday. Is, this, is it super?
2: Wait, No. Grande. What Grande?
1: Oh, the Grande. The Grande. Um, thing, yeah. Shakira <laughs> and J Lo at the halftime. I wouldn't mind a little Janet Jackson if it happened. I mean I'm not gonna get <laughs> yeah, upset. All right. Um but Bring I, JT I think back. what is KC minus one? Should be a good game. Yeah. Right? High flying offense. Anyways, so. why you're here I text you because I need to know this. Because yeah. this is so for this <laughs> is fucking football for dummies and it's me, and it's for everybody out there that wants to watch it like me, and who else to have than a road blocker up front. The Shanahan family, which, I mean, Mike Shanahan was a legend, uh, Denver, stuff like this. His son, Kyle Shanahan, who's the coach for the San Francisco 49ers, who was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when Tom Brady came back. Hence, doesn't matter. It's a Shanahan known for zone run yeah. blocking schemes. What I'm talking about, if you look at the stats of the run running offense in the playoffs of the of the 49ers they, this is the Shanahan blueprint. Yeah. Can you please talk about what I mean and uh, ex- expand on it as far as different coaches or different systems mm-hmm. trees have yeah. have sort of their programs and can you break down what the zone running is what how I can look what am I looking for and you as a right guard? Yeah. and what you played Good, bad, you like it, is it, what does it rely on? And because I'm going to be looking for this on uh, Sunday.
2: Yeah, and I think the first thing that you, to be able to differentiate uh, different blocking schemes, you always have to kind of key in on the linemen, right? There's five linemen sitting like this. If all of them run to the left and, you know, in in sequence with each other, that's called zone, right? I got the A gap, I got the B gap, I got, you know, I got behind the center, I got behind the right tackle, if all guys are moving in sequence with each other. That's a zone run. And that's the base of what San Francisco does. Now, I think the reason that it works so well is because they are so fast and athletic up front and they have tight ends that block. Like that is that is the biggest so it key, isn't man. So it's an
1: ingredient driven. So this isn't um this this isn't looking at oh we got this and we you're gonna do this. No, this no. is specifically because look at uh first rounder here, Lake the Doc, Lake and Tomlinson. Yep. Right. I call him the doc. I told him that should be his nickname because he's the medical yeah. professional. Yeah. But he's left guard, I believe, yep. right? left guard, Yep. But you Joe have, Staley
2: guy left tackle, Central <laughs> Michigan guy. <laughs> yep. Central Michigan two hundred ninety pounds runs a four six or four seven, whatever you it in. up, Com- but that's so I mean you got Kittle. <laughs> yep, Kittle as a tight end yep. but
1: but so you need so it's and, and if so the whole premise of being able to do that is your personnel.
2: Yes, correct? exactly, yep.
1: And how long does it take to really implement? Is it just strictly like if you go back to your experience playing on different offensive lines, what's the difference between the best and the worst that you played on? C- continuity?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think obviously we had, a, being eight years in Green Bay, we had a group that was together for – Four years, three years, going into 2014 season, um, we were mostly a zone-blocking team. And the biggest difference is if you're a zone-blocking team, you've got a lot of linemen that are really quick. You know, might be 290, 300 instead of these 340, 350 guys like you see maybe in Oakland. You know, a lot of big-body guys who are more... Power guys, double team, double team, smash, pulling guys. Yeah, just the, smash Shut out. the
1: middle down. Let's get
2: two, three yards, and we'll bounce one for seven, eight, nine, whatever it is. Uh, I think the zone teams, though, you see little guys that are a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker, that can hook a guy, reach a guy, create an open lane there. Um, the biggest thing, though, in 2014, going into that year in Green Bay, uh, that was the best team I ever played on. We had so much talent On the whole offense, we were scoring 40 points a game. Uh, We ended up losing tragically in the NFC Championship game by a fucking failed (laughs) missed goddamn (laughs) onside kick that we should have recovered and went to the Super Bowl. Um, But that was it. I mean, it was the continuity. And I think the biggest thing is when you look at Kyle Shanahan and what he's got in San Francisco is he's brought in – He's identified certain players and brought those type of guys in to fit his scheme. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what he's targeting. It's not like what you see with, uh, you know, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, where he says we got a free quarterback. That was the opposite. We're going to build this system around him. He had to him, break it down, right?
1: And, right but, but that's uh, two great coaches realizing the difference in how they were going to build and, right. and the conversation. So, so and so, I know how to watch, you know, the linemen and because it's it's just. Beat, so. Then it comes down to doing your job, right? Yeah, it does. So, yep. so few minutes we got left. How did, does TJ Lang see the Grande Poupande on Sunday <laughs> playing out? How, how does because I think whoever gets the two score lead, yeah, is you know ten point or whatever. Does that have something because? You know, if somebody gets out 10 nothing, or somebody makes it 17-7, how do you see it playing?
2: Yeah, well, I think Kansas City is the one team that's built to come from behind. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. what we've seen throughout the playoffs, being down 24 nothing to um, Houston, going down, you know, two scores to Tennessee in the championship game. I, I think they're the one team. I-, I like San Francisco in the game if they can continue to do what they're doing because they've been the most consistent team in football throughout so the season. So can they, TJ? Starting 8-0, coming out, winning games. I think they can, only because I don't think – Kansas City is not the best defense that they've played, maybe not one of the top five defenses that they've played right. throughout the season. Now, I think the one thing that scares me is if tennis – I'm sorry, if San Francisco can get a 10-point lead and they just keep running the ball and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, they're going to glide to a victory. The one problem is, though – is Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? They're built to throw the ball. They're built to come from Fast. behind. They can score twenty-eight points in four minutes a game. You played in front of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think you know
1: it, a gunslinger when you see it. Yeah. And when you can deliver it for the the best thing that I see in the comparison there is his creativeness of of being able to throw it at all different angles, backhanded, yeah. left-handed, right-handed. That, he's a baller. He's a yeah, backyard. He reminds me of the kid that you'd see out there at Thanksgiving and make sure you're on his team because you know he's just ball. <laughs> Mac, hey, can I quick you question? Want a prediction? So do you have a well, prediction? Do you
2: have a scores, TJ? Yeah, I think uh, I think ultimately Kansas City is going to win by three. I don't know if it's going to be low scoring or high scoring. All right, but I think Kansas City is going to win by three. I think with the quarterback and their their ability to score as many points as they can as fast as they can. Um, I think it might. I, I think they get a lead in the fourth quarter. That's too much for Garoppolo and San Fran's offense mm.
1: I like it. Overcome. I like it. I'm hoping for an Andy uh, Reid victory. Um, like I said, if, if they're going to win, it's, it will be a close scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if it was overtime. You got anything to say, Perry? Uh, All right, McCool, fifty-four. How about
3: you? Fifty-four <laughs> is over/under. I'll take the over. Over.
2: Okay. Yeah, McCool, I'm, yeah. I'm, not pick a winner. I'm with you. The yep, over. Yep, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I think
3: uh, San Fran is going to run it down their throats and not allow. Okay, you're going them with to the Tennessee. Uh, Looks
2: like. I got San Fran. San Fran's going to do it now
1: with the zone run. All right guys, what are you going to say Perry?
3: Uh, no, I, I was just wondering real quick uh TJ that run that zone uh the run that zone system Yeah. can you do it without good blocking tight ends?
2: No, you okay. can't. And That's I think I wanna... that was I've been on teams honestly our, our 2017 Lions team that I was on was primarily zone, and a lot of it didn't work because we didn't have a stud and tight end. And isn't that, that crazy because
1: that's all we do here in Detroit is draft first <laughs> tight round up. tight You need that tight end, man. On that note, Perry, good question. You had two of them today. Congratulations. Everybody Giving up to Perry. Remember, you can get, catch Perry at Perry at McCarty.com. Perry's people check out the merch tab. I guess it's all working, but uh, thank you to Angel, Corey, Stephen, McCool, Perry. Uh, you know what make sure you have me sign you make wish thing, and uh, if you have TJ too you can get away with it this time thank you my man, Thanks, man. as always Good I appreciate you, it and don't forget out there no matter how many times you fall down get your ass back up that's grind time we're out
0: Here at Grind Time, we're proud to announce fine folks at MyPillow are on board with the team. Right now, you can get two MyPillows for a very low price of $69.98, but only if you use the promo code DMAC. D-M-A-C. Use that promo code, go to MyPillow.com, and pick up a new set of Giza sheets or MyPillow dog bed. My dogs love theirs. Just make sure you use the promo code DMAC when you're checking out.